Hi, I'm Lynn Hardy, and I'm with Agape Christian Fellowship. This is our fellowship meeting. We're here today to talk about one of the biggest dangers to the Christian community. It's not often that the Lord gives me permission to be this direct. But in this case, not only did he give me permission, but he commanded me. He more than commanded. He knighted me. How it visited him in the secret place. And it's I fell to my knees and it was he used a sword and he told me to speak the truth about the dangers in the secular world. So today, that is what I'll do. I'm going to speak the truth about one of the biggest dangers to your spirit and your soul in the secular world, meaning in the world outside of his church. He was very clear that we, we are not to come against his anointed. He said, touch not my anointed, I will deal with them. You can turn and walk away from them. You can tell people of somebody you are experiencing in my anointing with, that you are receiving my truth from. But don't touch those who I have anointed. I will deal with them. Today, I will be talking on a topic about the biggest danger, not one of the one of the biggest dangers to your spirit and your soul in order to be able to hear from the Holy Spirit. You need to be aware of this danger so you don't get caught up in it. Don't get your soul and your spirit all bound up. Let's start off with the word of God. Matthew 6, 21 says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart also be. A treasure is something of great worth. It stirs up your soul. When we have a treasure, we think about it. We desire it. It inspires our passion. When your soul is continually stirred up, what you are focusing on may cause your spirit, your heart, and your soul to be tied to that thing. It's like opening a door to your very soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, where your passion and desire are kept. When that door is open, there's an opportunity for a spiritual influence to come in and take root. We see this in Proverbs 5.22. His own iniquities shall take the wicked and he himself shall be held with the cords of his sin. Now the word wicked is actually means twisted. So it doesn't have, wicked doesn't mean, ooh, it's uh, somebody who's casting spells. No, that's the wrong kind of wicked. Wicked could be anything that's twisted, like Satan twisted God's word. He only changes it a little bit when he tried to deceive Jesus. He didn't come up with a whole new thing. And so when things are twisted and we wind up in sin, it can create cords to hold us. We know that there aren't physical ropes tying us down, but these are spiritual ties, ropes in the spirit realm. When we are emotionally stirred up for something that isn't from God, we can be bound with these ties in the spirit. One way, one way technology opens a store in the spirit is to 
help cause us to come into agreement with someone. In Matthew 18, 19, it says, if any of you shall agree as touching anything or agree on earth as touching a thing that they ask, it shall be done of my father, which is in heaven. When we come into agreement, our spirits are united in heaven. This creates a spiritual bridge between us in the, in the natural world. This allows spirits to travel along that bridge. In this modern day and age, we can come into agreement in so many ways. It can be through something we watch, something on the TV, or even the internet. Because there is no distance in time. Amos 3.3, uh, 3, it says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? The Hebrew word yaad is translated agreed. However, it also means to betrothed, to become allied or similar in nature and quality. When we come into wrong agreement, even if it is to protect ourselves or someone else, this agreement allows those spirits to flow into our life in the spirit realm. We also see a warning about giving wrong words a place in our life. Proverbs 18.8 says, The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down into the innermost parts. Well, we don't literally eat the words, so they're not literally going into our stomach. What this means are words are powerful. If we entertain gossip and join in, a tie develops in the innermost parts of our soul. We don't even have to be physically with the person. It can be through written words or videos. We can partake of gossip and then find ourselves under attack, not knowing why. When we like, share, or even watch a video on YouTube, we are supporting these things and coming into agreement. If we may say amen, it means truth, truth. I agree with this. As a Christian, we should definitely consider what we are supporting. What endeavors are you lending your voice to? What spirits are you giving a place to by agreeing, liking, sharing, or even listening to videos you watch? Recently, I discovered how destructive it can be to come into agreement by watching things on YouTube. You know, we think that stuff like pornography or even movies with sexual content or, or stuff with violence, we think those things are dangerous. But, and they are, they can contaminate our spirit, they can cause our eyes to be um, less able to see in the spirit because we're walking in rebellion. But what is even more dangerous than that is something that is claiming to be true. And if you come into agreement with that, then you can come under a spiritual attack. And it's about this video that I'm going to speak. She claimed this video set her free from the church that had the wrong teachings. And that may be so, but that was not my experience with this video. I eventually found a one hour free version of this on YouTube. And I was very disturbed by what I saw. While watching the video, a deep fog settled around my head. I knew this video was wrong, but I couldn't put two thoughts together to understand why. 
the evidence they were presenting was against people who were anointed by God, who God had worked many miracles through them. And there were short clips that were taken completely out of context and a lot of accusations against the, these men of God, even stating that they did not preach the true gospel and anyone following them would not go to heaven. And of course, during this one hour video, there were a lot of people saying how great the full video was. The only thing that I could pinpoint at that time about the video was that it was nothing more than a one hour teaser for the main version you had to pay for. There, were, there was just as much people giving kudos to the main video as there were short clips of the main video. So I did the only thing I could, and that was make a remark on the video. Do not watch this. I said, <laughs> I said, look, this is nothing but an hour long promo for their video, which you have to pay for. And according to Matthew 10, things of the gospel should be free. That was my comment to the producers. I want to show that to you right now on this video. They say, they, their reply said, we posted a free version of the film so that the gospel part of it would be free of charge to you, yet you don't want people to watch it. Have you ever paid for a Bible? This film costs money to produce. We aren't a ministry that receives donations for support. The way to support us and the way we, we feed our families is to sell a product that we labored to create. Do you think that it is unbiblical to be paid for your work? Wow, this reply, it actually, I couldn't believe this reply it was like, with your own words, you have condemned yourself. What more proof do we need of the wrongness of this endeavor? They said, we are not a ministry. So this is not from God. They also said, the way we feed our families is to sell, sell this product that we labored to create. This wasn't created by God. It is their own creation to stir up people's passion so that they can make money. They actually did to my comment what they did to all the other ministries they, they mentioned. What they did is they twisted and skewed what I said for dramatic effect. I said, according to the principles of Matthew 10, work done for the Lord should be free. They said, do you think it's unbiblical to be paid for your work? You see, I didn't say that all work should be done for free. I said work for God should be. And they took that one, that one statement and made me seem really unreasonable. <laughs> this is what we have to be aware of. This twisting and skewing that is not from God. It's the same tactic used in the Garden of Eden on Eve. Remember, Satan added to what God originally instructed Adam with. Genesis 3.3 says, But of the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the Garden of Eden, God has said, You should not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Well, I suppose that was Eve saying that and not Satan. So when Eve added to what God had given her, when she didn't say the truth, 
it allowed the enemy a foothold. Because then when she touched the fruit and saw that it was good and she didn't die, oh, well, I might as well eat it too. You see how it kind of lets it creep in. This tactic of inflaming facts, broad tension is not new. The evening news figured out years ago that people watch bad news more than the good. This program slants the facts, presenting a wrong view to stir up fear and condemnation so that you will like and share it so they can make money, so they can become famous. The short comments in these videos are taken completely out of context to, to condemned anointed men of God. This video is not the honest truth. It is not God's truth. It is easy to pick things, to pick things apart and stir up a mob, but can you dig through some flesh and see the gold underneath? If you have a correction for these men, send them an email. Let them know why you won't be patronizing them anymore or donating to their cause. And then walk away. Remember, it was the Pharisees who stirred up the mob to condemn Jesus. When his disciples wanted to go, down, go and call down fire on those preaching the gospel who weren't associated with Jesus, our Lord said, no, he who is not against us is for us. It is not the Lord's way to bring down even the fire of accusations. In case you're wondering where it is in the Bible, 1 Chronicles 16.22 says, Touch not my anointed, and do my prophets no harm. When someone has been anointed by God, we are not to come against them. King David was a man after God's own heart. When Saul was being tormented by demons and sending armies to kill him, David would not attack the king because he knew that Saul was anointed by God. Now, because I had listened to their words, and yes, even a little bit of passion was stirred up and I couldn't figure out why, what's going on? Because I had listened to their accusations and, and entertained them, an influence, a spiritual influence had come upon me. That fog, that haze that kept me from understanding and connecting with the Holy Spirit and with God. It took some time, a couple of days. I needed to spend time in God's presence and break all soul ties. Then this fog lifted and I could think again. That was when I knew I had to write this article and warn others to be careful of what you're exposing yourself to. Don't entertain things that stir up your passion for anything that is not from God, is not of Jesus or the Holy Spirit. It creates an open door. They may let the enemy hinder you from receiving guidance from the Holy Spirit. Now, if this were truly information brought about by God, it probably would have gone something like this. Every word of this is true. There are many names attributed to our God. Each name tells us about who he is. Two of them are Yahweh Yira, God my provider, and Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals me. I've been to the large meetings of two of the biggest ministers in America, both of whom were attacked in this video. 
these names and attributes of God were taught about. The true gospel was preached. An altar call was given at every meeting because they told about Jesus, about him being our salvation, him being our Lord. They were worshiping the true God and his son. And because of that, many were healed, including myself. I was instantly miraculously healed on two separate occasions by two different ministers in this video. One was a torn rotator cuff that doctors said would never function properly. And the other one was a bulging disc that was causing mild seizures. Both issues remain healed today, one 10 years and one six years later. Now, I'm not saying that these anointed men of God have no flaws. That can be seen by what is being preached about. Both of these aspects of our God do provide healing and provision. So let me mention the word of God that backs up what they're preaching. And seek not what you shall eat or drink, neither be careful, neither you be doubtful of mind. Your father knows what, that you have need of all these things, but rather seek you first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. Psalm 37, 25 said, says, I have been young and now I'm old, I, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. These are two of the scriptures quoted most often with the joint message about healing and prosperity. They definitely show that God will provide for our needs. When they are spoken about, rarely are the conditions attached that are mentioned in the scripture. We must seek God's kingdom first by learning his ways and doing them. And then God provides for us. It is righteous children of God, those in right standing with him, who are not seen begging for bread. Yes, our righteousness comes through Jesus, but we are expected to learn and grow in the ways of the kingdom. It is, this is clearly defined in the New Testament. Third, uh, John, third John 1, 2. Third John chapter 1, verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Remember, our souls are mind, will, and emotions. It's our ability to learn. Healing and prosperity comes to our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And then we prosper in the ways of God and in the ways of the flesh. The effect of not preaching about this second half of the principle can be seen because of the lack of prosperity in the body of Christ. It can also be seen because out of the thousands that get healed at these events, an estimated 95% lose that healing because most churches don't preach the part of the gospel where Jesus says, stop sinning lest something worse comes upon you. I have seen this happen with two people that I personally know. When they were instantly, miraculously healed, they didn't continue to grow in God's ways. They didn't seek what sin had allowed the enemy access. And as a result, they kept operating in that sin. And within a few months, they were in the same condition they were when it began. 
I pray that many people will hear the second half of the message that American preachers are leaving off of their message. This is the truth. This is what the video, this is what, hmm, sorry. What you find in the video is meant to stir up people who will like, share, and watch so that a profit can be made. Because they're invoking these intense emotions in a skewed manner, it leaves our spirit open to influences that aren't from God, especially when you come into alignment with an attack on God's anointed. If you like or share a prayer request or say amen to it, you may be coming into wrong agreement that could bring an attack against the enemy. Do you know about unauthorized authority? Do you know about abuse of authority? If not, join the Courts of Heaven Academy where you will learn these things and keep out of coming into wrong agreement. In the meantime, be careful not to come into agreement with wrong prayers. God doesn't work through fear and condemnation. Don't watch, don't like, don't share these things. If you have, if you have shared these things, if now this rings a bell, it's easy to get back on track to say, oh, Father, forgive me for coming into wrong agreement. If you've come against any of his anointed, just say, oh, I'm so sorry. I now realize that that was wrong. And you have to see it the way God does. And then the blood of Jesus, that can take care of your sin. That is our message today. We are now going to have a tea, or no, no tea and coffee. Oh, that's right. This is our agape fellowship meeting. We are now going to answer questions about this topic. Until next week, I pray that the Holy Spirit will be with you, that he will guide you and show you which things to avoid online. If it's not about God, his son, or the spirit, and it's trying to stir up your passion, leave it alone. <laughs> we want to be connected to him and him alone. Until next week, may God bless you and keep you. Shalom.